It's DTS-144, we've got a few important dates to go over for Destiny 2 and information about Iron Banner showing up this week. All that and more coming up. You're listening to Gary The Show. Welcome, everybody, to Destiny the Show, the Destiny news podcast to keep you the guardian ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. I'm BBK Dragoon, joined, as always, by my great co-host, Diddy. What's up, dude? How was your week? Anything special? Nothing too special happening this week. We've had some beautiful weather here in uh, sunny and windy North Texas. It uh, went on a nice, long walk the last couple days with Flynn. Just uh, We have a local nature preserve that we do uh, hiking with him uh, for about an hour every morning. Um, I say every morning on the weekends, not the weekdays. <laughs> that would be uh, that would be ridiculous for waking up that early. But uh, yeah, we've, we've just been enjoying enjoying life. Work is busy, busy, busy as always. And Vault of Glass this week was mm, it was a blast of nostalgia, and it was a lot of fun. What'd you get from it? Any sweet items? I did not get the Fate Bringer. I didn't get either the regular or the adept versions. I wah, got wah, yeah, wah. exactly. I got the Atheon's epilogue. I got uh, Praetor's timepiece. I got um, I got the. I didn't get the fusion rifle either that I really really wanted. Um, it's whatever. I got found verdict and uh, the shattered vault cloak with the ornament. I'm so excited. I finally got that. My guardian is looking really nice, but he does not have that beautiful fate bringer adept. Uh, to go with it yet did you throw on any of those ornaments i did yeah just just for the one the one cloak um i haven't gotten any other armor pieces yet because <laughs> mm. i uh my my consumables were full so i couldn't use the knuckles of Ao. <laughs> i had to they were in my postmaster after the first clear so uh, unfortunate there i didn't actually get to use it so maybe i can uh do another run here before uh before the reset comes out it's all about the fashion, dude. You got to look good going into the vault of glass, all right? Yes. Nothing freaks out Atheon more than when he looks at, oh, that's a style instead of chroma gear you got there, dude. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about a couple of things with Destiny 2. The weekly update, Iron Banner, is back for this week. The items that you're going to be getting, the McFarland Guardian toys, some of our favorite pieces of media from the community this week, and a bit more. So let's dive into the news. News! First of all, Diddy, I went to GameStop yesterday to pick up Persona 5, and in the window are two giant Destiny 2 posters. And it's just so surreal and cool because we've been talking about it, waiting for these leaks to happen, and then going and seeing it like in real life. So surreal. I don't know why, but maybe it's because we've been doing this podcast for two and a half years, and nobody really knew what Destiny was prior to that vanilla year, right? We didn't know what it was going to be like. We had no idea what it really meant to be a guardian and, and the experiences that we've had the last couple of years. And now going into Destiny 2, I'd say the gaming community as a whole has a fairly good idea. Like, all right, we know what this is. We've got higher expectations, but I think Destiny 2 is going to be astronomically larger than Destiny 1 in terms of popularity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, with the reveal stream coming out the next month, I think that's really going to turn a lot of new heads and older heads as well. So people who have maybe strayed away from Destiny the last couple of years and even the PC community, like we mentioned last week, 
they're going to be interested to see what this is all about because, you know, they most likely haven't been paying attention. They just heard, oh, it sucks because vanilla was not that great. The story was awful. But uh, it's going to turn some more heads, I think, this time around. And I cannot wait for that reveal stream. I was playing some Player Unknown's Battlegrounds yesterday with a gentleman named Captain Juicy. He's a Destiny streamer, and he mentioned something I didn't even think about. You're going to have giant Twitch streamers playing Destiny 2 this time because it's on PC, like Summit 1G and Lyric. I mean, guys who are pulling 20k viewer-type deals that are going to make the Gathalians and Bromance even look small in that category. So, at least during the initial release, we'll see if they stick around for longer. But why don't we jump into the important details and timelines upcoming for Destiny 2 and Destiny 1. You mentioned that gameplay reveal live stream. When is that? So that is May 18th. That is going to be the gameplay. They're actually going to have actual gameplay to reveal. And it's on a stream. It's not a trailer or anything. They're actually going to show it live. We don't know if they're actually going to be playing a build of it or if they're going to have uh, pre-recorded gameplay and talk over that and explain things as it goes along. But May 18th, set your calendars and open up that live stream. That'll be at twitch.tv slash Bungie. Expectations are going to be insanely high, so you can bet Bungie is going to be throwing out all the stops with this one, or we can certainly hope they will. I'm betting for this type of deal, they're probably going to hire out a bigger production company than just the live studio setup that they have currently. That would be my hope. I don't think this is going to be Deej <laughs> on the couch with his PS4 controller and his lovely, lovely diction, his beautiful set of words that he contains in his noggin or whatever <laughs> i'm getting off track iron banner is this week dude what is the game mode and what are the rewards control is your game type that's going to run april 8 uh, through the 18th so 11th through the 18th and your rewards are going to be the auto rifle the shotgun the hunter or not the hunter all classes get the same armor pieces they're going to be the class items and the gauntlets this time around Yes, indeed, indeed. I put cloak, so I threw you off there, but you, you dealt with it very <laughs> I'm well. reading the notes, and let's be honest, Hunter, we only really care about the Hunter here, because let's, yeah, other classes don't exist. You know, the Warlock <laughs> side of the listener base and myself are sitting here just listening to you dig that hole, Diddy. It gets deeper and deeper. <laughs> I'm going to quote from this week at Bungie talking about the pre-order details. There's been some confusion, so let's clarify. And I quote, players who pre-order Destiny 2 will be granted early access to the upcoming beta, planned for later this year. Beta codes are distributed from participating retailers, which may be found here, destinythegame.com slash buy. Please do note the following. Players who pre-order Destiny 2 on a console digital store will automatically receive beta access on the store account that was used to pre-order when the beta launches. If you have recently pre-ordered Destiny 2 but have not received a beta code, please contact your retailer for further assistance. And I brought this up, Diddy, because the PC digital version is not yet ready for pre-order on destinythegame.com slash buy. That transitions very nicely into which platform do we think will host Destiny 2 for PC players? Now, you showed me a rumor. It looks like it may be Steam, right? Yeah, so there was a Game Rant article uh, that mentioned, and I'll quote here, according to Gadgets360, quote, several sources in the supply chain, unquote, revealed as much, but didn't speak on the matter any further other than to state the fact that Destiny 2 will be playable through Steam. And, uh, unquote. So, that kind of makes sense because we've seen Activision do Call of Duty sales through Steam before. 
They've also done other PC platforms like the Windows Store as well. Uh, but I, I would expect Steam, you know, that's it's kind of a given. That's, I think, one of the largest uh, PC platforms for game distribution. So that would make a lot of sense to me. I wonder if they would go the route that Blizzard did with the Blizzard launcher. If you guys play anything like World of Warcraft, Starcraft, Hearthstone, any of the Blizzard titles, Overwatch, etc., I think I missed Hearthstone in there and Heroes of the Storm. There we have the full thing. But all of those are housed in the Blizzard launcher. Do you think Activision might explore something similarly to try and basically promote their other properties? The way they work with the Blizzard launcher is, hey, if you already have Hearthstone installed, check out this little bonus for Heroes of the Storm. You get this extra dude if you play with him or this cool skin. I don't think that'll happen because the only other Activision property I could see them putting on PC and in that type of launcher would be like a Call of Duty, which... Historically, especially if you look at Infinite Warfare, did not receive their greatest treatment as a PC title. So Steam would be my preference. What about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. Steam is going to be best. And if, if you're a console player and you're migrating to PC and you're not familiar with game launchers, it's basically just a window that houses, it's like a game library viewer that you can see all the games you have installed. It has a home page when you select a game, you know, different news for that week, patch notes, those kinds of things, community creations. And then you launch and patch the game through the launcher, and then mm-hmm. it yep. actually plays the game. So that's uh, that's what we're talking about here. And Steam servers are going to be outrageously faster than PSN servers, which makes me happy, mm-hmm. dude. Because yep. PSN can bottleneck sometimes, like especially on a big download day. It's like, dude, what the heck? My speed is way further than what <laughs> PSN is giving me. You're sitting there like pausing and restarting the download, hoping you can get through the traffic jam or whatever. So. All right, also in this week at Bungie, we got to see a picture of the cute little Saladin bobblehead toy. I can't actually find the link for it at this point, but if you pre-order it, you also get the little dogs that go along with it. So the wolves, not dogs. (laughs) Dogs to Saladin, but wolves Dogs to Salad Bar, too. (laughs) (laughs) So that's about it for this week at Bungie. Good luck in Iron Banner. I'll definitely be playing, dude. I'm getting in there. It's Control. It's my favorite Iron Banner game type. There's no gear that I want from it specifically i would like to finish off my old like year one warlock set with max light but other than that now nah, i've been oh diddy the actually like reducing the pvp playlist size has helped dramatically on xbox one for search times i don't I know if you so. played much pvp nice. oh yeah 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 it has been always i'm getting matches in under a minute i'm still getting weird joining progress matches and some games are starting like 5v6 or 4v6 or whatever but in terms of search times, I haven't had a single six or seven minute game like waiting in the in orbit, which happened a lot more prior to the Age of Triumph update. So just wanted to touch base on that. I was watching some more console this week, did he? He got to the ninth stage of the Age of Triumph quest line and then finished it off. And I want to just share what those rewards were. At the ninth stage, you receive the Red Memoriam uh, Suros ornament. <laughs> the, the Google Notes changed it to changed it to Euros ornament. So <laughs> it looks cool, but the new Suros ornament you can get from the actual Age of Triumph treasure boxes, dude. The black one with the gold Suros dragon mm-hmm. on it might be my favorite ornament in the entire game. Really, it's nice. it's gorgeous. You should look it up if you haven't. And then if you finish the speaker quest, you get a class item, one of the Age of Triumph class items, which are chroma applicable, gorgeous armor. But also the drop rates are abysmal for them. I think he was saying more console open 48 or 49 Age of Triumph chests just to get one full set for his hunter, which for gear that's not going to carry over. No way. No way would I buy any sort of Age of Triumph like gear going forward. So anyway, wanted to share that. We've got 
some pictures, Diddy, of the McFarlane Guardian figures. Have you seen this? I have, yes. We talked about it probably two months ago, month and a half ago before all of this picked up. Gonna be $20 each. Uh, Warlock, two hunters, Diddy. Two hunters, okay? One has the million million shader, the other one has the blacksmith shader. Uh, two being the little bonuses you get, the variants, right? Mm-hmm. And then a titan. A titan. Jeez, titan. And each of those will have different exclusives depending on where you go. So, like, the Warlock with the Hollow Shader is a GameStop exclusive. The Hunter with the Million Million is a Walmart exclusive. The Hunter with Blacksmith Shader is a Walgreens exclusive. And the Titan with the Amduit Ink Shader is a Target exclusive. So, those are all North American retail chains. um, $20 each. Really pretty. I'm going to leave the link to these in the show notes down below because these are some of, like, the nicest high-quality renders I think I've seen of guardians ever floating around at least not like 4k imagery but if somebody makes thumbnails or artwork these are really cool to gawk at don't you think yeah they're they they look great they look great i my only gripe and it's not going to matter to anyone because it's just personal preference i hate the fact that they use the wolf hunter cloak i just i think the i think the wolf head is ugly but they do look really good like i would buy the titan and i don't main a titan because the Titan don't you looks think, fantastic. Don't you think Saladin would be angry that you're wearing a dead wolf pelt on your head as a yeah. hunter? Yeah. I mean, I feel just, like that's just a little awkward. It's kind of like a slap in the face. Like, hey, it's your best friend. That's awful. That's morbid. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. See that right there? That's your companion. He's mine now. I wear him on my head <laughs> in your face. I'm upset, Luke Smith. I'm not getting to wear Oryx on my head. What's up with that, bro? What's I mean, up with that? You have the mask, so... Let's be real. It's, you, right. you have it in the game. <laughs> I wanted it to look ridiculous, though. You like something just huge. On top of your helmet. <laughs> uh, I went to uh, King's Fall and all I got was this stupid shirt. Speaking of which, it's <laughs> King's Fall this week for the featured raid. I want to transition real quickly into Vault of Glass. You got to play through the featured raid Vault of Glass this week. Did the challenge modes. What did you think about it? Can you walk me through the experience? It's sort of a news light week, everybody, since we're in that in-between period between now and the gameplay reveal. Expect a couple more leaks in between now and then. However, Vog, dude, the pinnacle. I didn't get the chance to try it, so fill me in. Vault of Glass was awesome. Um, uh, one thing that really helped us learn the challenge modes was the, uh, the text that came up, challenge failed or challenge successful or whatever. That really helps you figure out what you did wrong. <laughs> Could you summarize um, what the challenges are for, let's say, somebody who didn't pay attention or get to play this week? Sure. So the the Templar challenge mode and the Atheon or Atheon, oh my gosh, Atheon challenge modes were active. Um, the Templar challenge mode is you have to block his teleports um, as you fight him in the well. And, you know, one person can do that. A team can alternate. Uh, but as long as you block the teleports and you kill the Templar before he does a teleport, then you are, you're golden. You challenge completed. You get the uh, chance at the adept weapons. Um, the Atheon challenge mode is each guardian has to kill an oracle. You can only kill one oracle uh, once you get teleported. So in the Atheon fight, uh, you know, get three people randomly teleported. One picks up the relic and then the other people will kill the oracles. You actually have to rotate in and out of the portal to outside. So somebody has to hold the door. Yeah, so someone has to hold That's the door. That's cool. But as the portals open, like the people who get teleported initially, they'll kill the first two or second and third oracles, and the guy with the relic shield will kill an oracle as well. 
and then they have to swap out really, really quick. And then two people, two more people run in or three more people run in and they kill each an Oracle themselves. It's uh, one Oracle per person. And as long as you do that, kill Atheon, get the challenge mode. And it's actually, that is, that takes some coordination <laughs> because you have to be very quick and you have to be on point. You have to be very accurate and you have to remember, did I kill an Oracle? And some people thought, you know, a sleeper simulant would be perfect for killing Oracles. It does enough damage to one-shot them. Well, since it can ricochet, some people were killing two oracles at oh. once. Um, <laughs> some people even killed themselves with sleeper simulant because it would ricochet back at them and it would they would kill themselves <laughs> with the sleeper while getting the oracle. And that is just ridiculous. So <laughs> use a vaulted glass weapon if you have it. Uh, don't use rockets, I don't think, because you know they can be close enough and you can die. And uh, don't use sleeper because also as Sassy, our good friend Sassy pointed out, he gave us a clip. If you land on top of an oracle, it's just gonna launch you into the wall like a phalanx physics. It's gonna just oh, that's gonna be you funny. And you're gonna die, and it's gonna be awful. <laughs> Can we put that on the show notes? I really want to see that clip of him getting splattered. <laughs> yeah, let's see. I'll dig it back up and I'll, I'll put it, and we can have it on the website. It's uh, so, it's quite good. <laughs> do you think it lived up to what they said earlier that? The Atheon challenge may be the hardest challenge they've ever created. Um, no, I think. Okay. Um, man, that's a really good question. I guess, I guess it's too early to say. That's going to be my answer. It's too early to say because we haven't really. I mean, they didn't really change anything with King's Fall and uh, Wrath of the Machine, so we already know what those challenge modes are. Oh, oh, we got to mention, by the way, some people are getting KF gear early from the featured raid. I I know That's somebody awesome. who got the shader and also one of Snurve's buddies got the Smite of Moraine pulse rifle, the uh, Harrowed version. What are the Adept? The Adept version. The Adept of version. It. That's yeah, awesome. and so I know people who were doing runs this week. That's crazy to me. I wouldn't think that would be like possible at all, but apparently <laughs> it is. And people are grinding it out, trying to, trying to get those. Maybe maybe the new Wrath stuff is what they want to go for next or something. I don't know. But, okay, I didn't mean to cut you off. Overall, the Vogue experience, was it preserved? Did they change much other than the, the timing of the initial oracles, right? I think they definitely brought it up to par with current raids. Like, if... if so, Vanilla Vault of Glass, right, when it initially came out, we thought it was great. We thought it was perfect. And then with these updates, they actually, they did polish it a little bit. They did make it better. They made it more enjoyable. They made, required more coordination between the fire team. And I really, really liked that fact. And, uh, you know, just that communication like, hey, I killed an oracle. You got to run back in the portal. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to be on your toes until the very end of it. Whereas Vanilla Vault of Glass just like, yep, okay. Got an oracle. Got another one. Okay, cleanse. Okay, DPS. But no, it's, it's. It was actually very good. I really liked the updates to Vault of Glass. The level of creativity of like the live team updates, I think is masterful because they didn't have the resources to be like, okay, let's add a giant new boss fight here and let's totally change the geometry of these stairs. But instead they found ways to make challenge modes that fit within the thematics of the raid by making it more difficult, right? I felt like yes. Crota Zen, dude, was just about perfect. It's not insane, but yeah. That made the, the ear ute portion a little bit better, and that made the final fight just a little bit more interesting. Is Vault of Glass still for you the absolute epitome of the perfect raid? Yes. Yes. Especially, okay. especially with the challenges. <laughs> yeah, I think 
I think it's it was perfect. Like like you said, the challenges that they added to Crotozan and Vault of Glass actually fit thematically. And that, to me, has got to be the hardest thing about the live team's job. Like, they have to think about, okay, this is good, but we have to make it that much better. And they did. I think they hit the nail on the head with these updated raids. It gets me so excited for Destiny 2 raids, dude. It so does, excited. Yeah. <laughs> and Luke Smith at the helm. And you know he's going to prioritize, like, raids. Or... I hope he does, just from what we know about him. It's well, I'm going to have to get raids. it done. I haven't done my VOG runs just yet. Before we move on or wrap up today's show, Diddy, we want to introduce a new segment called a Community Confluence. Because Confluence is like the intersecting of two rivers, Diddy, and it fits in the Destiny verbiage. And this is the portion of the show where we're going to try and find and highlight some of our favorite bits of media or content from you guys, the community, trying to share it outwards to you. Everything we're going to talk about is going to be on our website, destinytheshow.com, for you to check out. This is basically where we say, I really like this video this week or this article or this picture or whatever. It's almost our version of the community spotlight to share it out with you guys. Destiny's got a pretty rad community, and I wanted to talk about Destiny Fun Police's new montage, Defender Bebop. <laughs> edited by Automatic and Matt Oishi. Okay, we've shown off some of Matt Oishi's animation work before on the website. The dude is a legend. If you've seen that famous gif of all the Guardians freaking out, you know, it's the recreation of an older meme on the internet. His animation style is so stinking cool, Diddy, and that fits really well with another awesome montage editor and player herself, Automatic, who put together this new Cowboy Bebopped Defender Titan PvP montage and I loved it. Start to finish. Music was awesome. The bits of animation that looked like Cowboy Bebop created by Matt Oishi make this synthesis of the perfect montage for me. And also, if you guys have never followed Destiny Fun Police, you have to subscribe to his channel. There is no like funnier, more troll defender PvP titan out there, dude. He just rocks chaperone, sits in the bubble, lets people come in the bubble, dances with them as they're like trying to punch him, and then gets a quad feed of the most ridiculous chaperone headshots <laughs> you've ever seen. Did it, you got to see it? Did I sell it well enough? I think so. Yeah, there's some most montages these days are very over edited, but this one is it fits. It fits thematically and it is entertaining from start to finish. It's not too long. It's not that anthology of 25 minutes of clips it's yeah it's perfect and plus i love the cowboy bebop theme song it it's ah it's so good yep very jazzy and and you've got this this fast-paced bebop movement that sounds exactly like that if you guys haven't subscribed also to automatic check her channel out she does more themed montages there's a pulp fiction one diddy you've got to check that out too anyway i loved it you guys should check it out it's on our website destinytheshow.com the people involved, Destiny Fun Police, Automatic, and Matt Oishi. All right, Diddy, you're up. What's your community confluence? Mine was a Reddit post because at work I can't watch a lot of videos, so I read Reddit instead. <laughs> uh, not that I'm not working if my boss is listening. So anyways, <laughs> um, this was a Reddit post by Zarathustra Ek. Uh, butchered that name, but uh, it is 25 things you might not know in Destiny. And... I know, I rolled my eyes at the title when I read it as well. You know, you see those really clickbait title videos from YouTube, 10 things you didn't know about Destiny, and it's like, Fatebringer had arc damage. What? Okay, come on, that's, that's not a fact. <laughs> um, some of these are quite obvious, right? But one that one of these bullet points that I just want to point out is, and I didn't know this, this blew my mind. I'm like, oh, 
yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It is in the Shadow Thief Strike and the SIVA version, if you do not jump or shoot the Shriekers at the start, they will not open. Hug the right what? and run down the ramp. Don't drop off the ledge and you'll never awaken them. No way. Yeah, it's a thing. Huh. I tried it when I read that like the, the, that afternoon. I'm like, huh, son of a bitch. That, that That's was crazy. Like, yeah, and that would have really helped on the Rainbow Strike last or a couple weeks ago because of Void Burn. <laughs> yeah. Shriekers, they pretty much one shot you. That was ridiculous. So, yeah, that's uh, some interesting points there. So, that will also be on our website in the show notes. And let me know what you didn't know from this list. Mine was the Mask of the Third Man. The three eyes on this helmet light up a different color if your guardian is a male than they do if your guardian is female. Like, what? Who? Who? How do you even like pay attention to that stuff, dude? <laughs> exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it for DTS 144. Stay tuned, everybody. The Destiny leaks, I'm sure, are aplenty and coming soon. There is not going to be a barren wasteland between us and the next five weeks in that gameplay reveal. Diddy, we've got a lot to talk about between now and then. The stuff that we expect in Destiny 2, what they can have, what they can't have, and all sorts of goodies down the pipeline. All right, where can people find your content, man? Twitter.com slash Diddy, D-T-S, D-I-T-T-Y, D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. And I'm going to throw a challenge. Once they announce the Destiny 2 beta dates, let's do a DTS stream. Why not? Let's do that. I'm down. I have my DTS 2 shirt that I got, or not DTS, Destiny 2 shirt. Whoa, was that a spoiler? DTS2 no, shirt. No, it really isn't a spoiler. <laughs> our red bu- We're not talking about our merch right now. That's something we'll figure out later, I guess. But no, I ordered one of the shirts off the Bungie store for an emblem giveaway on my channel, which I'm going to be giving away tomorrow. And it's just that, that new Destiny 2 shirt swag. You know, I'm going to be rocking that around where I can, maybe on stream or whatever. So, okay. All the links from today and more guys are on our website, destinytheshow.com. Follow us on Twitter at Destiny the Show to stay up to date with all the things going on with the podcast and ask us questions. Join us on our Discord, over a thousand members strong. That is discord.me, right, Diddy? Yes. Or is it, yeah, discord.me slash Destiny the Show. I had a brain fart right there. <laughs> you can follow me on both YouTube and Twitter at BBK Dragoon. Have an awesome week, everybody, and we'll talk with you next time. 